Welcome to Pessimism in Pop-Tarts, a show about family, about sibling love, and the perfect family. Meet our host, Sandra. Not going to give me credit for all this fuckery we have together. And meet our host, Ryan. I don't care, dude. I'm going. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go so you make sure you don't get ass raped. With all the love these two can muster, listener discretion is advised. try again. Hi, and welcome to a special episode of Pessimism and Pop-Tarts. Today, we have an exciting show planned where we're going to talk about, well, honestly, we have no idea. We'll come up with something. We'll make it up as we go along. We often do. Uh, Mostly. Typically, we just have like a header, and then we just kind of fill it out as we go. We're not really much on the old scripting thing. We're Um, a variety show. Very much. On accident, but variety nonetheless. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I forgot to do it. I'm sorry. Oh, I forgot to do it. Hi, and welcome to Pessimism and... Pop-Tarts. There we go. All right. Now that I messed that up thoroughly. So today I thought... Uh, I was watching this uh, guy in TikTok, and um, his big thing is, is like right before he starts a TikTok, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to welcome everybody again, and it's story time! And then he would <laughs> say something really fun, and so I'm going to try that, and it's story time! Sandra, what story do you want to tell? Or do you want me to go first? <laughs> I guess you can go first. Okay. And I think, all right. So to set the scene here, so Sandra and I are, are sitting in our grandmother Lois's house. So this is our father's mother. And we are sitting um, in my makeshift bedroom when I'm here. And um, we have a very classy setup. We're very well set up for podcast recording. We're sitting crisscross applesauce on my bed using a dinner table leaf yep. um, as a micro to steady our microphone stand so they don't bounce around on the bed, I guess. And um, this is awesome. Um, anyway, with that so being said- So it's like a breakfast and bed tray, except it's a three foot long table leaf sitting in the middle of the bed between us. And we have our microphones and our Fiji waters and our cell phones because we're professionals. Absolutely. And with that said, that brings us to our first sponsor of the day. Earth's finest water on a remote island over 1,600 miles from the nearest continent, tropical rainwater slowly filters through volcanic rock into a sustainable, ancient artesian aquifer. Drop by drop, Fiji water acquires the natural minerals and electrolytes that give it its signature soft, smooth taste perfected by nature. There's nothing on Earth quite like it. It is Earth's finest water, Fiji. Do I have to read mine? I don't know. You got Is yours different? We'll read it up. I mean, give me. All right. So this is our sponsor for later, too. Fiji water untouched. Fiji water comes from a sustainable ancient aquifer deep within the earth on the islands of Fiji. Bottled at the source, natural pressures force the water towards the sealed delivery system directly into the bottle, free from human contact until you unscrew the cap. Well, how the fuck do they get it in the bottle then? That's a really good point. A and B, I was just thinking when you read that description that does not describe my high school girlfriends. Who are you? you some hillbilly calling you? Yeah, it's just it's Kentucky is currently calling me for some reason. at <laughs> The whole state. Eight o'clock at night. Yeah, the entire state of Kentucky. <laughs> I'm in high demand. Uh, must be well, I just read things. this entire thing and did not trip up. So Kentucky said, oh, she's <laughs> the one. <laughs> exactly. You can read word. You can lead us. 
She's the chosen one. (laughs) Oh, man. So, all right. So I'm going to kick off story time here. So we were in the car on our way back from, um, we were picking up some um, free range organic uh, pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was telling a story about uh, my, my honeymoon and she said, stop. You will save that for a podcast. And I was like, it's a, yet another instance where you're telling a story and you're like, this is perfectly normal. I don't understand we, why this is a thing. We do this so much every because he and I have spent so much time apart. So this has been really lovely to just shoot the shit with each other like we used to do. And now that we're both adults and I'm not an annoying little asshat, or at least less so. I was going to say you're slightly taller, <laughs> but that's the only new adjective. But all right. I am. I'm a grown <laughs> since fifth grade. Slightly. You're giving me a lot of credit. Fair enough. Um, it's the boots. <laughs> it's the boots. And the volumizing shampoo. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, like, lately, every time we hang out, like, this is part of this. Um, like, we keep sharing, like, random stories. We see a thing on the side of the road. We ha- we ha- hear something on the radio. And they're like, we just, oh, that reminds me of this thing. Because we love to share stories with each other. And um, r- really, it's uh, who who can out uh, what the fuck each other it's it's not so much about sharing lovely stories with each other. It's like, no. oh, oh, no, no, I can talk that. Listen, <laughs> listen, bitch. You know what's more fucked up than that? Check this out. <laughs> exactly. So as we keep doing that, that's kind of what led to this podcast. Um, we're like, why? Because people always tell us, uh, not together. We keep having this experience separately. People, like, we just ex- tell what happened to us that weekend earlier that day. And people are like, where is your book? <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know how many times and how many therapists have asked where my book is? Yeah, for me, it's it's just my general friends, uh, the nurses that are, you know, at the DeVita dialysis that like to, well, I haven't seen you since uh, 24 hours ago. What has happened since? Please tell me. And I always have something to tell them. Sometimes I have two things. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and that, that does remind me. So um, one of our listeners, uh, listener... Okay, I'm not going to change her name anyway. Listener Liz was Snapchatting me and I was saying, hey, sorry about the car confessions because she sent me a Snapchat while she was driving. Um, legal in the state in which she resides, I swear. Anyway, <laughs> and she was like- I have never. And she was like, I know that these, these this probably isn't a you know the right, right forum to, to send a story about what happened today. And I'm like, actually- the reality TV style confessionals mm-hmm. is where this podcast is born from. Cause Absolutely. Sandra would send me these 19 part <laughs> Snapchats. I do it to everyone. <laughs> and every time I'm done, see, this is actually part of the thing. Me and uh, Svetlana. Ah, yes. Um, that's, that's our personal tagline with each other. Now. Um, even if I hang out with her, I will talk to her for hours and hours and hours. Cause she and I do the same thing that we, say something that reminds the other person of like this thing that happened to her. She's just like, Oh, put a pin in that. I have to tell you this real quick. And then she will tell a three hour story. And then that happens. And then next thing we know, it's four o'clock in the morning. Less so now that she has a two year old child, but um, we say, okay, on this episode to get to the fucking point, (laughs) this is what this is actually about. So anyway. Yeah. But the point is never the fun part. Yeah. True. It's the meandering. (laughs) It's the meandering. (laughs) And, you know, um, I, I, again, I love those Snapchats. So if you too 
have other people that find you interesting. I don't care if you think you're interesting. If other people find you interesting, please feel free to reach out. We're more than happy to take you on as a guest because personally, that's been my biggest surprise since we started this thing. And people have listened to the episodes, not just the uh, um, market testers who we were sending out episodes to uh, ahead of time before we actually published the podcast. By the way, thank you for our market sample group. You guys are all terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I appreciate how you all, without coordination, lied to us and said that we were interesting <laughs> and uh, gave us the confidence to make a dish, bigger fools out of ourselves as we continue to record. I mean, I think right now we have, I mean, we published three episodes as of today, right? There's three more that are already scheduled for release, but, um, which by the way, I guess we can officially say uh, right now our release schedule is every three, every third Friday. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, at least that's how I have it scheduled right now in our host. So, um, but with that being said, again, I don't remember where I was going because of ADD. Uh, thank you, you fuckers. You were, you were talking. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for our testers because I, the first time Ryan sent me the audio, be like, oh, by the way, this first quote unquote episode that we recorded messing around on the um, mics together, he's just like, listen to this. It's really fun. And then I listened to it by myself and I got way too cocky confident and was just like, oh, we might actually have something here. Um, and then I sent it to some of my friends and they're like, yeah, this is great. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is. I know. Like I, I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Maybe it's because my other podcast is so terrible that this, <laughs> this just seems okay. great. I'm going to, I really like your podcast because it is informative and I mostly like listening to it because it's your voice. So that's very well, comforting. <laughs> Fucking calm down. (laughs) So just, it's very comforting to me. So, but at the same time, your interest in history, I got an A in history. I loved history, all of my history stuff. But you go, again, with that ADD, (laughs) you go so in depth into subjects I have would have never, ever considered that I'm like, uh-huh, that's great. Anyway, about me. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have ever thought to go so in-depth into court-martials, into STDs during World War One? By the way, that actually happens. <laughs> I, I, of course, like the polar bear episodes because that, you know, is in our, our, family, fa- history. In our family history. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I'm trying – on this episode, to get to the fucking point. <laughs> what I'm saying is Ryan could read the phone book and put it into a podcast, and I would listen to it while doing the dishes because I really like hearing his voice, especially after being apart for so long. I'm like – like, he was one of the adults in my life. Uh, that's scary. Source of comfort. So the his voice in general is very comforting to me. So If you too find my voice comforting <laughs> – you can <laughs> visit us at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts, and you can support our show and hear more of my voice because you'll get special episodes, bonus content, early access, and ad-free listening. By the way, ads coming soon. <laughs> Maybe. Depends on the Patreon support because I would prefer actually to keep it ad-free and independent, as they say, like a um, like, you know, so we're not producing coffee like Starbucks here, you know, or have like our own little local brewery. I'd much rather do that. Uh, anyway, get to the fucking point. Um, I was going to tell a story. You were talking about me sending you 20 year long Snapchat. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I told uh listener Liz, that's how our podcast actually got started was, uh, my, it was, uh, well, you sending me 20 hour podcasts and me are not supposed to be podcast Snapchats and me laughing about it and giving you shit. Uh-huh. 
And of course, always having something smart to say. The only problem is I'm like 15 frames in and I'm like, oh, I got the perfect comment. By the time we get to, you know, video 20, I'm like, I forgot the words I was going to use. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. By the way, I appreciate you how you just keep saying it's the ADD. So I <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> eventually. Uh, oh, yeah. So story time. Um, thank you, by the way, TikTok guy who I can't remember. Um it's probably like at story time or something stupid. But anyway, so I was telling her about my honeymoon. So I was married for uh, like 20 years uh, to this wonderful person. We'll change her name to protect her identity uh, because she made a terrible decision to marry me. Uh, so we're going to call her Amy. Anyway, so Amy and I uh, were, were at this point married for a year. We never took a honeymoon. And so we decided slash I booked some stuff. Uh, we were going to take a really big and expensive vacation for our honeymoon. So I planned us a trip to Chicago in February. Now, some of you might be thinking, wow, how extravagant. And I say, I agree, but I was also poor as fuck at the time. So it was the best I could do. But anyway, we we went and we did this trip and it was, a, it was a good time. And that's when I heard uh, my son say the world's cutest thing when he found out where we were going. And uh, he he grabs Amy and I pulls us together and says, I want to go cargo. And it just crushed my little heart because I was like, no, I know your mom's fixed, but we're going to try to make you a sibling. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to it. So the next time we go to Chicago, we take the kids. Uh, because they wanted to go to Cago too. And I have two little ones and they they really wanted to go. And it was going to be a really good experience. So we packed up the kids. And uh, the reason I'm telling the story is because this... So Amy and I got married like real directly. So when we got married, we didn't really know each other other than the fact that we had kids. That's mostly what we knew about each other. So this is the time that my new bride thought I was in the Chicago mafia. So we decided we're going to stay someplace classy, but we're going to stay out in the suburbs to try to keep the cost down this time. So uh, we stayed at like this comfort inn or something. Anyway, not the point. I go and I check in. And so I got Amy there. And so at this time, I am a long haired hippie. Um, I probably look a bit crunchy, like I followed around fish or something. That's the band, not the aquatic creature. Anyway, and the guy's kind of being rude to me, kind of just kind of being a dick. And uh the guy's like, Arr. and I went to go walk away after he gave me my key. And he's like, because this is before you just used your phone to open your door. Anyway, he's like, oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, did, did you say your name's Ryan? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I am so sorry. Please forgive me. I, I I didn't I didn't realize who you were. I'm I'm I, I'm 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 very very sorry. I'm very sorry. He actually uh, upgraded our room, and I mean it's like comfort in or quality in or whatever. So it's not like we're talking like oh look at the suite we get to have now. It was like oh look at this you get beds with sheets. So anyhow, it is like I didn't realize who you were. I apologize. Please, uh, the police department dropped off this package, and. I'm supposed to give it to you when you check in. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Please tell them I gave it to you and, and, and please, please don't tell them I was rude. Just, you know, please. And I said, nah, you're, you're good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
And I just take this envelope and I put it in my pocket and go and check in. And my new bride there, quote unquote, Amy says, what was that? I said, I don't know. The guy was just being a dick, I guess, checking in. You know, she's like, no, what was, what's, you got a gift from the police department? And I was like, yeah. She's like, is it a warrant? And I'm like, I don't think that's how they serve warrants here. <laughs> <laughs> Normally they come with accessories. Like, here's your handcuffs. So no, it's not a warrant. She's like, what is it? I said, don't worry about it. And she kind of like, okay, uh, that's weird. Anyway. So carry on, go to the room. She is, you can, I can just tell this is eating, eating her up. And uh, I got to tell you something about uh, Amy is that like, she's the type of person that can't handle surprises or not knowing something like I can't tell her. Well, I couldn't tell her that I had bought her a Christmas gift. Like if I wrapped it and put it under the tree, it would drive her literally just insane. She would have to know what's in it. Like she couldn't sleep without knowing what was in that box. I mean, I don't know. Obviously she's got problems. She married me anyway. So I just kept blowing it off. Like, I don't, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. Don't, it's nothing important. It's nothing important. It's nothing important. So we go out our first day and we're doing things like we went and spent, we went to a very fancy restaurant uh, for breakfast. Uh, it's called uh crispy cream. <laughs> and the kids got to see the donut waterfall of uh, glazing. Oh, oh my oh. God. And then the free samples, they thought like we were royalty or something mm-hmm. because they're just handing you a hot, fresh donut. Yep. And uh, because we are. And it was just, anyway, we, we ended up, uh, uh, the city we were staying in is near the uh, Blue Line. So we jumped on the Blue Line, went into the city, did some museums and stuff, had just had a great time. And uh, the second day I had planned something, but I wouldn't tell anybody what it was. So I said, all right, everybody, grab your coats. Let's go. And they're like, where are we going? I said, we're going to go for a walk. And they're like, where, where are we going? I said, don't worry about it. And this is where Amy noticed I had that envelope now <laughs> in my jacket pocket. She's like, what is that? I said, it's a jacket. So I was being, still being a complete dick about it. And so we keep walking and we go up to the uh, arena and but I can't have him hear me say, I don't know what's the police department saying. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so I, I walk up and uh, everybody's standing in line, getting their tickets scanned and stuff. Well, at that time they just rip up the stub and I'm just walking up and, and um, she's like, do you got, do you got tickets to the game? I said, watch this. And uh, instead of standing in line, I walk up to the door, the side door, which is a VIP entrance It's for the box holders. And I stand there and they're like, ah, you must be Ryan. Please come in. And we go into the entrance. I hand over my tickets. We get checked in and, I, you know, sucks. This time uh, the police department couldn't get me the VIP box. So we had to sit center ice. My condolences. It was rough. It was rough. While we watched the Grand Rapids Griffins take on the Chicago Wolves. <laughs> and so you got to understand at this time in history in Chicago, uh, the owners of the Blackhawks were, which is the NHL team, despised is the only way I could put it. So hockey fans would go watch the, basically the equivalent of the AAA team, the Chicago Wolves, and they would play. So every time the Chicago Wolves would play the Grand Rapids Griffins in Chicago, 
we would go. So every year for quite a number of years, we would go see the Grand Rapids Griffins play the Chicago Wolves. And every time yeah, you took mom and I one year. Yes. And we, where did we sit? Uh, we sat on the Chicago side and cheered for the Griffins. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and by the way, do you know what section Amy and we I were, were in? trying to get knifed when we shouted, let's go Griffins. <laughs> you know what part I didn't tell you about those no. tickets? Oh, those tickets that we had are reserved for the player's family. The people you were sitting next to were girlfriends, spouses, and family members of the players. Oh, weren't we a couple of assholes? <laughs> and that's why I didn't say a word. I'm like, can you believe these people over here? Oh, my God. And so I'm a terrible person. So that that was our routine. So she thought I was in the mafia because every time we would go to Chicago, we'd stay at the same hotel and there's a care package from the police department <laughs> with stuff to do. I was perfectly fine with not correcting her on that. But that hotel ended up being like really, really weird. Um, that hotel was the first time I saw um, a real transgender person. Oh. Yeah. Like you're like, well, how could you have not seen them before? They're everywhere. Well, first of all, no, they weren't. Uh, not in the cow community we lived in. <laughs> no. So I had never seen this before. So we, and by the way, I'm just going to preface this story by saying I'm not proud of it. I'll just start there. Um, we were uh, on our way over and we decided we were going to bring some friends of ours. So I will change the name of, we'll go with Lonnie and Brandy. Did you follow that one, Sandra? No. I'm so there. anyway, Lana and Brandy. Sorry, I had to mute the mic so Sandra could hear that. Uh, are going to go with us. So they've never been to Chicago. They've I don't even know if they've ever left Nuevo County, for God's sakes. Um, I'm tongue in cheek, but they had never left the state of Michigan before. That I know for sure. So this is a big thing. Amy just got this brand new minivan she was very proud of. It had two working doors and an attack. Did it just fall attack. on your dog? No, it fell next to him. Okay, good. He saw that blue cloud lifter fall next to him and he thought it was a snack. Yeah, and I don't give a shit about the, the equipment. Is the dog okay? <laughs> exactly. No, he's good. Oh, oh yeah. So anyway, Amy's minivan, it had two working doors, which sounds fine, right? It's a minivan. It's got a front door. Passenger side door and a slider door. As I said, it had two working doors. <laughs> this thing was the biggest piece of shit you could ever imagine. I think it was totaled and we took it, got it from a boneyard. I don't remember. It was really classy. It was our first non-car. So we were really happy about it. And Amy had bought, just for the trip, brand new tires. I mean, brand new to us tires. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise the tires would be worth seven times the amount of the vehicle that we paid, I think, $300 for. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> so, uh, and her brother put him on. Uh, I haven't come up with a name for him yet. Anyway, whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, his dumbass put him on. And you'll see why I call him a dumbass in just a minute. And he said, you should check the tires after 50 miles. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Anyway. So we're taking this brand new to us minivan with these brand new to us tires to Chicago. And we get to about Indiana from Michigan and start hearing this noise. Andy and I are like, what's that? I was like, I don't know, man. So, you know, keep going. We hit the Indiana, Illinois border and it is not a noise anymore. It is a cry for attention. And Randy and I are talking about what it could be. And I'm pretending like I know guy things. 
and I'm like, oh yeah, it could be the flux capacitor or something. I don't know. And you got to understand like Lana and Brandy are like the quintessential uh, farm family. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonnie works at a dairy farm and so I'm like, he knows guy things. He'll be able to identify what's wrong with it. So anyway, we just keeps getting worse, keeps getting worse. So eventually I'm like, all right, we got to pull over and figure out what's going on. I think we're going to die. And uh, we get out and we start walking around and we get to the, start looking at the, the car. I'm like, yep, front of it's still here. Walk around the back. Yep. Back of it's still here. And get around to the passenger side, rear tire. And I'm like, Oh, uh, we have half a passenger side, rear tire. The lug nuts had all come loose. And when I say they had all come loose, I mean, we had, I think two lug nuts remaining. And like the tire was like at like a 30 degree angle. We are going to die. I mean, that's not good for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not an auto surgeon, but I think that's bad. <laughs> Same. So, um, we amazingly that little cheap jack that uh, vehicles come with was there. So we jack the thing up, push the tire back on where it was supposed to go, and tighten the shit out of the two remaining lug nuts. Now, I'm not very smart, but what I do know is that you need three lug nuts to keep a tire firmly on a vehicle. Out of the five, you need three, and we have not that many. So I'm trying to keep it technical here. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it um, to our fancy hotel that I had previously mentioned. And sure enough, jacked it back up, tightened everything back up again. And um, first stop tomorrow is going to be an auto parts store to get some lug nuts. Well, on our way in, there's this woman. She's standing there smashing the front door. Now, you have to use your room card to open the front door after whatever hour. Oh, I'm sorry. This must have been our second night there. Oh, no, it was still our first night. I'm sorry. We went, we checked in, we left, we got lug nuts, came back. And this is when this happened. My apologies. And so there's this lady, she's just pounding on the door, trying to punch in the stupid key code, the manual, do it manually. She can't do it. She can't figure it out. And we're just kind of like, whatever, finishing our cigarettes before you go in. Because at this point, you can't smoke in a hotel in Cook County. Fucking liberals. Anyway, so we noticed there's this um, Hummer uh, H2 just sitting there. Maybe it was an H1. I don't remember. I think it was an H1. Anyway, the original Hummer. It was yellow. Freaking yellow. And again, I told you where we're at. Mm-hmm. The back door's open. Like the back of it's just completely open and there's cases of water and a shovel. To the Hummer. To the Hummer. Cases of water and a shovel. Well, you got to stay hydrated when you're doing crime. <laughs> exactly. And they were well hydrated. So that we're kind of like, what the hell? What the hell? And so I'm kind of walking around, kind of saying, getting a better look at this vehicle. I'm like, ah, somebody must be unloading. No, no, it wasn't. And that's when we had to laugh because the license plate was go butter. Go butter? Gold butter is what it was Gold. supposed to be short oh. for. But yes, that was the license plate on this Hummer. So and we're like, okay, cool. So anyway. We go walk up to the door and this chick is still pounding buttons on the door and stuff, trying to get it to open. And, uh, uh, Lonnie being the prick he is looks right at her, 
looks her up and down. It's like, all right. And then scans his card. Beep. Door opens. And she's like, oh, thanks. And goes inside. And so we all kind of look at each other. Wait a second. That's not a regular prostitute. That's a. That's a. What's the. What's. Didn't know the term at the time. Is that a. Is that a she. So we get in the elevator and she joins us in the elevator. And we go up to whatever floor she got out first, like, thanks, and left. And like the door didn't close all the way, and everybody's kind of laughing and whatnot. And uh Brandy asked me, she's like, what's the proper term for that? And I'm like, he she I I don't know. He she it shit. I don't know. And that was our thing for like the rest of the weekend. Everybody wanted to say every once every once in a while. So we just randomly yell shit and get everybody cracking up laughing. And again, not proud of it, but time and place. Don't cancel me. So, well, you can't cancel me. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything to be canceled from. Damn, my life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, we, we ended up having a great time. We went to the Museum of Science and Industry because I am determined to show Brandy and Lonnie Kant's, uh just culture up the wazoo. So we are going to downtown Chicago. We take the blue line. Oh my God. Oh my God. So we're taking the, the, the blue line into the city, right? So I don't know if you've ever been on the CTA, but it's like doors open on right at Michigan. Anyway, so we're cruising. We are passing now the burbs into the city. And this lady is just angry. I mean, really? Don't answer it. Okay. She calling from the house phone? Yep. Oh my God. She does not even use, she doesn't understand words. No. Oh, anyhow. I don't remember the words I was saying or where I was at, but anyway, so, oh yeah. So we we're going to the science and industry museum. We're on the CTA blue line. All right. I caught up to where I am. Anyway, there's this woman. She is angry. So we're out of the suburbs. We're heading towards the city and she is angry. By the way, this is when I knew. Chicago was a different place. I just want you to get everyone to understand that right now. This lady was angry. And I saw the most disturbing thing I've ever seen happen in my life. And believe me, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I've seen some disturbing stuff. She walked out of the car of the subway we were on. Walked right out between the two cars and took a shit. You might be saying, oh my God, that is disturbing. And I say, nay, that is not the disturbing part. Is it the fact that everyone around is still reading the newspaper? Like, you know, it's Tuesday morning and nobody cares. Is that what's got me disturbed? No, no, that's not it. Is it the fact that everyone around is completely oblivious and doesn't understand? And it's just like, everybody's on autopilot. It's just another day. No, no, that's not it. What had me so disturbed was that she had brought toilet paper, which means she had planned this. (laughs) (laughs) This was part of her commute. 
is becoming angry and taking a shit. And making sure she had her Charmin in her purse. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, huh. So, anyway, uh, that was on the way. And I was like, right. Okay. So we get to the Museum of Science and Industry. And I'm talking up about how amazing this place is. Because if you've ever been in the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, it is absolutely amazing. But we go around and we're looking at all the cool stuff. And we finally get upstairs to the main exhibit. And when we get up to the stairs of the main exhibit, I'm I'm talking to Brandy. I'm talking to Amy. And it's just freaking outstanding, right? Everybody's all excited. We're having a great time. And I look over and I see Lonnie. And he's just shaking his head. Can't even believe it. I look over and I'm like, what's wrong, Lonnie? And he points. The main exhibit. The huge attraction we've all been waiting for. They were setting up a dairy farm. So Nate and I saw that exhibit the last time that we went. We went for a 10-year anniversary, and that was to Chicago. 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 (laughs) And that was one of the places that he wanted to visit that was on his checklist was the Museum of Science and Industry. And um, I remember that was like one of the big exhibits was – uh, the workings of a dairy farm and they had a tractor you could climb on and they had a life-size yeah. plastic cow and like a row of corn and we're like how is a whole wing dedicated to this nonsense yeah but yeah i mean obviously anybody from the city has never seen any of this before yeah so while we're standing there uh lonnie's getting pissed <clears throat> and i'm like what what is the problem what is the problem and i look and I realize the people setting up this exhibit have never actually been to a dairy farm. Oh, no. And he's like, starts going on and just listing off all the problems. And somebody came up and was very upset from the museum and said, we think we know what we're doing. And I looked this guy right in the eye, pointed my thumb over at Lonnie, who's standing there. In his finest camouflage shirt. Uh-huh. I know he was. <laughs> and freaking shit waiters. Boots. Uh-huh. Because he wore his finest boots. His, his finest mossy oak and his finest shit kickers. Yes. And I'm like, you're going to tell this guy he doesn't know <laughs> how a dairy farm works. Is Are you sure? And he looks at this guy and he realizes that is not one of their mannequins they have set up. Uh-huh. This beardous, bearded Amish looking motherfucker <laughs> is not part of the exhibit. That is a very angry man who's upset about what, they're, what it is they're doing. And so to this museum guy's credit, he went and grabbed a bunch of people and they all stood there with freaking notebooks writing down what he was telling them. <laughs> really? Yes. So the reason that exhibit was set up the way that it was is because Lonnie got pissed and told him how to fix it. I had no idea while viewing that wing that Mr. Mott... Was a curator. Absolutely. Good God. Yes. So well done, Lonnie. Wow. <laughs> so that was a good time. Uh, we 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 did. We had a great time there. So I uh, no complaints. No complaints. And they got to experience some culture. They enjoyed it. Um, somebody tried selling me drugs at the IHOP. And oh yeah. So anyway, all right. That's another one of those things where I'm just like throwing something casual off, and yeah. You know, 
Sandra's kind of right, looking you, over at are me. Are you going to elaborate? Because that's something I haven't heard. Yeah. So, all right. We went to IHOP after the, sh- I don't remember if it was after the museum. Anyway, we go to IHOP for dinner because we wanted to go someplace fancy. And you don't order like a number six with a Coke there, right? It's, you know, you sit down and you order and you have to tip. So for us, that's fancy. Screw you hippies. Plus it's an international house of pancakes. So clearly it's multicultural. So we get in there and uh, we're going through and, it, you know, like I said, we're all poor, right? So we, we roll our own cigarettes. Not like literally roll them up like a joint. We we asked the waiter, we're like, hey, you know where there's a smoke shop, tobacco shop, so we can buy some tobacco. We explain what it is we're doing and he keeps staring at us. He says, uh, oh yeah, hold on just a second. And he brings over his manager. And his manager's like, oh, how can I help you? So we explain the situation and he looks right at us and says, oh, so you guys are looking for a smoke shop. And we're like, yeah, exactly. And he's like, were well, you looking for a smoke shop or? And then he grabs his crotch and says, you looking for a smoke shop. The IHOP manager tried selling us weed. Wow. And I was like. But he had the hookup. He did. And at the time, marijuana was illegal in the state of Illinois and Cook County. So I will tell you, we proudly declined. Proud of you. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Anyhow. So that that was our adventure, uh, some of our adventures into Chicago. There's plenty more. And boy, do I have some from when I lived there and and whatnot. So uh, at this point, we're going to take a brief commercial break while Sandra uh, takes her dog potty outside. Anyway, that was my story time. My story time. Sandra, is there a story you'd like to tell or any questions you'd like to ask? Um, I guess I want to back up a little bit with the package that you received at the hotel. Yeah. Was that something you called ahead and did? No. They just knew. I, all right. So a friend of mine is a police officer. Okay. Okay. So how that happened was, and this is, uh, what's the statute of limitations? Let me Google that right quick. Hold on. <laughs> so let me Google that. Statute uh, of limitations. Illinois felony. Oh, three years. Okay, we're good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, Anyway, so back when I was a teenager and just before I met my wife-to-be, I liked to go to Cago because I had friends there. One of my friends, we're going to call him Josh. Because that's his name. <laughs> the only reason I'm going to use his real name is because uh, he was like my best friend. Okay. And him and I are still friends and all that. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, that's where my son gets his name. Like, He'd probably, Josh would probably be mad if you used an alias. For oh, him. he would be pissed. He's like, hey, hey, can I get a sponsorship? I need to promote Grizzly Bears freaking smokehouse or whatever he's he like, calls it. He's like, you're not going to give me credit for all this fuckery we have together? Oh, I know. He would be, inc- my God, do I have some stories by hanging out with that motherfucker. Oh, my God. There was the dropping of acid and going to see Three Doors Down where he didn't make it and I didn't realize it for a while. And then, anyway. So, anyway, so my brother got to do his first keg stand. Um, oh my God. All right. You know what? All right. I'll tell that. Maybe I should tell that story too. Anyway. So 
Oh yeah. So Chicago. Anyway. So yeah, anyway, I go to Chicago to see Josh and he lived with his brother. We're going to call him Jeremy because that's his name. And we would go to Jeremy's house. And so I was like a senior in high school. And uh, then right after I graduated, I would go out there, but Josh ended up moving back to Chicago, which blew, which freaking blew chunks, man. That was my boy. But anyhow, I go out there and we party or whatever. And uh, back in those days, uh, there was this satellite provider uh, called Direct TV. Anyway, a very popular thing back then was to, you know, they called it burning cards, right? Writing a 3M script on it. So it opened up all the channels. Uh, 3M is a little play from the Three Musketeers, all for one, one for all. You use one jump point. So you route everything through one point anyway, and then you get all I the channels. I think we need to back it up a little bit. Uh-huh. Back when... Um, so satellite was like the expanded TV package yes. to get all these channels. Then cable came along, but with cable, you needed a credit card style card yes. that you would order, and that had your TV package on it, and you inserted it into the front of your receiver, like a like you would at the gas station when you feed your card in. Correct. And you, you know, what Ryan was doing. <laughs> Is he got you a special credit? He got you the uh, what is it? The black credit card. That's right. He, he had the black the black credit card of um, Directv receiver cards. Oh, remind me. Hey, Ryan. Note for production: You're going to underlay this with Rockstar from Nickelback, not because you like Nickelback, but because they have that line. What I need is a credit card that's got no limit. Uh huh. Anyway, you got it. You got it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, using alternative means of engineering. <laughs> I just I just had to insert that in there because every day I'm reminded how old I am yeah, you when gotta... I'm introduced to something somebody else doesn't like. Example, last week at Davida, there was a visiting nurse. Usually she's in, I think, Ionia, mm-hmm. um, but someone called in sick for the day. So she was my attending nurse and um, hooked me up to my machine. And at the end of it, um, I'm putting my blankets away and... I have a hot water bottle that I bring with me and I keep it between my thighs. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that the Eva there is being on dialysis makes you cold, the hemodialysis. And um, so I bring this hot water bottle, despite having blankets, it's hard to keep a body warm when the body is cold. Correct. Cause <laughs> they're putting cold blood in. Yeah. So the machine that circulates my blood um, does keep it warm, but there's approximately probably an 18 inch slack in the line between it going from the machine back into my body. And just the few degrees it cools down makes a huge difference. Well, those clinics are also known for having such warm ambient temperature to begin with. (laughs) You're not kidding. And um, so, yeah, so either way, um, I, I bring the hot water bottle with me to help keep me warm because my clinic, unlike many clinics I have visited while I'm camping or visiting in Fremont or whatever, our clinic doesn't have heated chairs. All the other ones do. Ours oh, does not. Bougie are you? Like, uh-huh. I need a heated chair. I do. I have my free dialysis for my socialized medicine. For Thank how, you, for how much they freaking charge my insurance company, they better give me goddamn heated chairs. They should. <laughs> However, so I bring the hot water bottle. And at the end of this treatment, I brought it out from under my blankets so I could sit up all the way. And she looked at me and she said, what is that? And I said, it's a hot water bottle. She's like, but what is that? And I said, well, touch it. It's it's still warm. And she's like, it's like filled with water. And I was like, yep. And I was just like, it's kind of like a really tiny water bed. 
And then she kind of gave me a look and I was like, never mind. <laughs> but um, she's just like, well, how does it work? I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? How does it work? I was like, it, it has water in it, hot water. It is a rubber bladder that you put hot water in and you screw the cap back on it like a flask. And that's it. And she's like, and it stays warm. And I was like, yeah, because of the material on the inside, the way it's structured. I was like, it's, it's a hot water bottle. And she's like, oh, this would be really handy for my other patients. I should let them know. And I'm kind of thinking, well, all your other patients are at least 60 years and above. They probably already know about this groundbreaking technology. Absolutely. But <laughs> John Hot Water Bottle invented it himself. Yeah. So, uh, and this girl, I, I really, it's hard because we have to wear masks at the clinic. So I don't always like quite know what uh, what age these people are. But um, the more I started to kind of look at her, I was just like, yeah, she's probably like 22 years old. And I keep forgetting I'm 33. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm hip. I'm with the kids. And then I realized <laughs> that uh, my oldest like nieces and nephews are into college now and getting careers of their own. Mm -hmm. And then they say shit to me like, oh, yeah, that's lit. She's like shit slaps. And I was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Darn doodly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah, the fact that she she questioned that, I was kind of like, huh? So, so that will bring this full circle. That is why I'm bringing up um, some of our younger listeners might not know about the direct TV card situations. So yeah, you're right. You're right. That's why. Because that, that technology showed up, but it wasn't around that long. No. So. No. I mean, it still exists now if you live out in the middle of nowhere. But, um, you got a good point. Cause otherwise, I mean, my, my thinking was, is I was like, how do I not say, so you took a, uh, alternatively programmed ISO 7816 smart card device and inserted that into your integrated receiver decoder, commonly referred to as a IRD that would allow you, um, an expanded menu from your digital audio video entertainment system, commonly referred to as Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like, I. Anyway, so I apologize. Thank you, well, Sandra. Well, I could have said all of those things, but that's not how you, you learn. Want, that's right. And you didn't want to show off. I know. I, I, know. I try to stay humble. <laughs> yeah, that is how you are best described is humble. Humble, kind, wonderful, talented, beautiful, kind, smart. I mean, oh, wait. Is that is that better? Well, don't cut me off. I had a whole list. I apologize. Please, by all means, proceed. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm the reason everybody fired up Anyhow, uh, so I would program these cards, and that was my thing I, I enjoyed doing in those days. Uh, totally never charged for it. But anyhow, so uh, I was involved in some online groups. Uh, only within the state, of course. None of these were connected outside of the state. Anyway, so... And one of the people I met on there, um, I had been talking to him now for over a year or something. And anyway, he was like, I told him what I was up to. And he was like, oh, well, if you're going to Chicago area, you should stop by. I'm like, bet. And I did. He gave me his address and I'm like, Josh, I'm going to go over to this guy's house. And he's like, so you're just going to go over to some random guy you met on the internet's house? He's like, I don't, I think you're going to prison. In an or, AOL chat room. Yeah, well, it was it was actually IRC, uh, which is Internet Relay Chat, uh, way back. So yeah, we're talking way back in the day here. Anyway, so I was like, I don't care, dude. I'm going. He's like, All right, well, I'm gonna go. So you make sure you don't get ass raped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Don't spoil my phone. 
So anyway, we went and uh, we go and hang out. And we meet meet this uh, gentleman. Uh, I won't say his name. Um, I'll just call him Bill. What the hell? So Bill, we go over to Bill's house and Bill's got a nice house. Whatever. We go in, we're hanging out. We're having a good time. We're BSing. And um, he's like, hey, you guys want some weed? And I'm like, I think this is the FBI. <laughs> you know, How many crimes are you going to try to bust me for? And of course, my friend Josh is like, yeah, we want some weed. He's like, that's awesome. I was working security for this fish show. True story. Anyway, and they had some really, really good weed. And I seized some off some of the guys and I just kept it. And I'm like, right on. Okay. So anyway, we got this free weed. And that's when we learned a very important thing because he's like, all right, well, I got to go to work. I'm going to go get ready. I'll be back down. And I was like, all right, cool. So he goes upstairs, he goes, he's ready for work. He comes back down. When he comes back down, we realize that he is a police officer. Oh no. <laughs> so we're like, all right, we're going to prison. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's all good. And that's when I, and that is when I realized I had done fucked up <laughs> because, you know, again, I don't know anything about the mob, but what I learned about the mob is, is how they get their hooks into you is they just do you some favors. They just do you some favors, whatever. Don't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden one day you realize you're like, they got what's called leverage now. Mm -hmm. You got to do what's being asked. So this dude's got leverage on us now, right? Um, he, by the way, uh, Bill ended up becoming an, a terrific friend. We're still friends now. Um, but anyhow, that's not what it was. But anyhow, he said, well, next time you're in town, let me know. So I did. And he's like, why don't you come out to this Chicago Wolves game? And I'm like, bet. All right. So he's like, come join me up in the VIP box. I'm like, all right. So I got to work. So I go up there and I'm, I'm working, you know, there he's working, right? And I'm just sitting up there. I'm watching the game with all these guys walking around and it's all police officers. I am a long haired hippie. Uh-huh. Okay. I stand out like a sore thumb and there, and this guy walks up to me and he's like, Hey, you enjoying the game? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I love, I love, uh, the Grand Rapids Griffins. And, uh, as long as, uh, the wolves ain't playing them, go wolves, you know? And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, and, he, and, uh, He's like, oh, I know you're a friend of Bill's, yada, yada, yada. And we talk a little bit more. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Bill's captain. And I'm like, oh, well, didn't realize I was sitting in the presence of royalty, you know, kind of joking around, whatever, rivet him. And he's, you know, he's kind of joking. Everybody else is like very, very proper with him and stuff. And he looks at me, he's like, you want some beer? I'm 19, 18 or something <laughs> like that. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'll take a Heineken. And he's like, all right. He's like, you want something to eat? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, what do you want? I said, I don't know what's out there. And he's like, all right, hold on. He goes and he grabs this guy, this other cop standing there. And he says, you, rookie, go get this gentleman a Heineken and some nachos and hurry it the fuck up. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, hey, while you're here, can you fix my direct TV card? And I am standing in a room of cops. Uh -huh, you sure <laughs> I mean, are. Not like two cops. Like, I'm not like, I can make a run for it. I mean, there's like, I don't know, 15 people in this room mm -hmm. and they all have badges. And I'm like, yeah, sure. What am I going to do? Say no. Right. I don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Like, Talking into your shirt. I don't do that. <laughs> exactly. It's like, nah, there's a reason I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that. I said, but I don't, I don't have my computer with me. He's like, don't worry about it. And Bill comes in with his laptop and I just sit there and for like a while, I'm just loading up a private script 
on all these guys' cards, the entire police department's cards. I do remember going on a run with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, when I turned 18, I really wanted to get my driver's license because I, you know, with my kidney stuff, I was not in a position to um, pursue that when I was younger. So then when I was 18, not only was it cheaper <laughs> to pursue that now that I didn't have to take the driver's training through the school, um, which had shot up since Ryan seven years prior. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say when I took it, it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it was at the school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By the time, by the time it was for us, I, I think it was like upwards of $300. Yeah. Cause I think I was the last year they got to go through the old program, mm. which was the old law. And, uh, which was, it's basically like a school class you take. Yep. And, um, yeah, my driver's training was awesome. I drove there. <laughs> <laughs> I was working yeah. for Jeff and uh, yeah, I just, he's like, oh, he's like, I got too drunk last night. Uh, you're going to have to drive yourself. And I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to drive to driver's training. And he's like, what better practice could you have? I mean, that is the practice I got when I was younger, <laughs> when our dad's just like, hey, can you reach those pedals? And I was like, I think. And he's just like, here's the keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm too drunk to drive here. Uh-huh. Like- and uh, anyway, the, um, I did not start driving until I was 20 or 21 years old. Um, that's a separate story, but, um, mind you, I finally, hold on. There's something I got (laughs) it. All right. Sorry. I couldn't resist. Um, mind you, I, um, because of my transplant, I had to go to school an extra year. So I was a super senior at 19, (laughs) uh, but I did ultimately graduate. And, um, so, uh, and ultimately immediately after that, I enrolled in community college and, um, the thing about community college is the school bus doesn't come to pick you up. Sure don'ts. <laughs> so the first um, semester or so, I was carpooling with some other people I went to high school with um, that they were also going to MCC. They were kind of, I was kind of on the way, so they would. That's Muskegon Community College. Yeah. yeah. So they would uh, swing by and pick me up. And uh, then they would also take me home. And then um, they you know, event- eventually our schedules were not syncing up anymore as we started to get into more into our programs at the community college. But um, at this point, within my desperation, I reached out to my lovely brother <laughs> and um, he would pick me up because he was working at Praxair at the time, mm-hmm. downtown Muskegon. And he would pick me up at like 530 in the morning. My first morning class wasn't until like eight o'clock, but uh, he had to be to work quite early. So I just rode with him. He would drop me off because uh, Praxair and Muskegon Community College were a stone's throw away from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had just dropped me off at the building and I would sit in the uh, basically the, the break area by the library until uh, my, my morning classes started. And I did that for like a year and a half. Until finally I started driving by the grace of my grandfather. <laughs> but like I said, that's a separate story. Yeah, you didn't I, want to drive in the morning. I don't know what was wrong with you. I desperately wanted to drive and that was. Yeah, I know. You were worried because if you got pulled over, that would uh, mess up you getting a <laughs> license. Like whose child stole that car? <laughs> exactly. But um, one time um, on the way home, you had driven me home. And you're like, well, we have to stop somewhere real quick. And I was like, okay. And um, 
we went to some rando's house and you left me out in the car and I was out there for quite a while because it was winter and then eventually you're just like, well, we're going to be here a while so you can come in and sit down. And I was sitting in this guy's living room and I just like, I remember there was, I assume his wife, a young child there and I, I don't know what was going on, but I was like, this feels not legal. So I'm just going to sit on my hands and do as little as possible and I'm just going to sit here and shut the fuck up. And then when he tells me to leave, we can leave. So, but yeah, you were you were there reloading his card or whatever you were doing. And yeah, BSing um, uh, that gentleman, by the way. Assistant fire chief. Is that who that was? Yep. Okay. For one of the, not my fire department, but for one uh, of the fire yeah. departments. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> so I do remember back in the day. Uh, yeah, because his kids would get pissed when they couldn't watch SpongeBob. Rightfully so. That's what he would tell me, <laughs> right? No, it was him that was getting pissed when he couldn't watch SpongeBob. That's what it was. So, <laughs> good dude, good dude. Uh, well, we've been recording for an hour. I think it'll make a good episode. Maybe okay. we'll we'll release it. So, anything else you want to add? I know you got to get to mom's before she gets sad. <sighs> yeah. Anything, anything you wish to add? Well, I don't know. Do you, ha- do you have any questions for me, a prompt of any sort to get my brain running? <laughs> to get, your, it, to get it, your brain going? Yeah. It's, no, um, actually, I will once I get done with your uh, doing the editing on your special episode that went on for like three yeah. hours. And I, the more, once I walked away from that, I'm like, there are so many more things that could have been said. But here's the thing. My kidney disease has touched literally every aspect of my life. And those around you, by the way. And those around me. So there's so much to be said about it. And it's weird because I keep so much of it to myself. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. It's just it's just the way things are. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just keep to myself because that's just my personality and who I am as a person. Well, and also um, very much how we were raised is... Uh, it, that's a you problem. Shut up. Correct. About it. Correct. Nobody so, wants to hear um, about it. So kind of back we to that. We all whole, have our crosses to bear. Yeah. <laughs> so back to that whole. Um, I like that shudder you did when I said that. I was like, <laughs> nails on a chalkboard uh, for us. Uh-huh. You got it. So it's, it's more, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before that I don't talk about it, but if people ask me the right questions, oh, yeah. I have always been very honest and it's not just about the kidney. Like, you ask me a question, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> and then I overshare, and then I drive home very quiet, and I'm like, why am I like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to call that years zero through 40 for me. <laughs> and uh, in April, I'll say zero through 41. Yeah, you old fuck. Yeah, I am kind of an old bastard. <laughs> Though, you should... Oh, story prompt. You'll have to remind me about the time... And this is going to sound like a very odd story prompt, but I tell you right now, ask me about the time my, uh, about my colonoscopy I had to have at, what was I, 37 or something? Oh. It was a very interesting experience that involved, um, at one, I'll just say this, at one point, my room had seven nurses in it, all for the comedy show that I was giving out. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to tell you about it. I believe that. Uh, Jenna took me. 
because I was going through my divorce at the time and I mm-hmm. didn't have an emergency contact. So I took okay. my daughter and uh, she is a terrible, terrible, terrible person, much like me. So the comedy that's, they just kept like nurses kept coming in and I'm like, what the heck? And finally they were just like, no, we're just here for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good time. Uh, even woke up singing. Fantastic. Yes. I will not reenact that to save y'all's ears, but even though I have been taking voice lessons, I have, you know, I will not be singing. Mm. All right. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. uh, All right. Anything else you want to cover this evening in this abbreviated episode that's only an hour and 10 minutes? (laughs) Um. Not, not that I can think of. We, di- we didn't really have a... We didn't have any plan. We, we didn't, didn't even have, have a, the topic header to start with. Right. So I... We're just like, hey, we're here. We got equipment. Let's flash record, which I always right. travel with the equipment anyway. Well, mo- mostly what it came down to was you started telling that story in the car and yeah. I grabbed your chest and I said, shut the fuck up because we're not on the mic. I was like, when the shoe drops, I want us to be <laughs> on record. Yes. Because I was like, again, like we keep having this conversation over and over. Since we have the podcasting equipment, we're hanging out more. Yes. So in between while we're taking like, hey, I got to run to the grocery store. Hey, I got to go get gas. Stories happen in the car. And mm-hmm. then we get pissed off at each other that we're not. The <laughs> A lot. By A the lot. Way. Even on stuff that some people would be like, yeah, I should never share that. We're like, oh, why is the mic not on? Uh, yep. Yep. Even though we're not like, hey, let's create some content. We're like. Why are we not recording this? Because we got to remember, because I'll tell you right now, like when I listen back and do the editing on this stuff, I am shocked at the things I say. <laughs> I, I am like, I don't even remember telling that story. That happened. And uh, I mean, of course, I, you know, like I, I know what had happened as far as like the situation, but like, I don't remember telling Sandra that. And it's, it's freaking nuts. And I know Sandra said the same thing when she's listened back. She's like, I don't even remember because. Um, well, you don't think you never think about these things. Until, again, with that ADD, it's <laughs> yeah. that one tiny little word, story, something that was said that all of a sudden your brain reaches into, again, the SpongeBob reference, the file cabinet inside your brain, <laughs> dumps out this bucket of papers, and it's like, oh my god, I totally forgot about this thing that happened, but I have to tell you right now, because if I don't tell someone, I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So today was... We were just driving back from getting pizza and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy used to think I was in the mafia because <laughs> and she's like, shut the fuck up. I really did. <laughs> shut your whore mouth until we're on the mic. Exactly. You will prostitute your story for merch. That's right. Pessimism and Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Available soon. <laughs> exactly. Patreon.com slash Pessimism and Pop-Tarts or Patreon or PessimismandPopTarts.com. Also, just created the Apple subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Music, you can subscribe through there, though you will not get merch. You will not get early access to episodes. You will just receive the bonus episodes. By the way, all of this merch is currently being designed by yours truly. Which means it should be out by October 2027. (laughs) I'm finally putting my art degree to use. (laughs) Money well spent. Uh Uh-huh. So, um... So, yeah, I, I'm pretty pleased with a couple of the things that I've put together. Um, hopefully, they'll be available soon as T-shirts and stickers and bags. Oh, yeah. and uh, hopefully, you, everyone enjoys the new logo. 
Yes. <laughs> that is currently attached to the episode. Excellent. Yep. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening and putting up with us once again. It's been lovely. It's been fun. We love most of you, or at least a handful of you. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time.